Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Rhodes? Well, we're going, we don't need Rhodes. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. No, I am your father. You're listening to After the Ending, the only film podcast where we tell you what happens after the ending of your favorite films. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Spring and Phil Edwards. Hello and welcome to After the Ending, a special bonus episode of After the Ending. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And Phil, it's a bonus night, so how are you doing today? Do you feel any different since we're recording a bonus episode? Uh, I feel like everything is an added bonus at the minute. Oh, there you go. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I personally feel like now I can I can breathe a little <laughs> because... <laughs> Part of the reason we're doing a, a, a bonus episode is because we just had the, a holiday here in the U.S., the uh, the Independence Day holiday. Oh, um, you swines, all of you. <laughs> I know. We should really be kind of like, I don't know, like butting heads over this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it. Are you, are you still bitter, <laughs> Phil, about what happened 200 some odd years ago? Uh, well, you know, I think I think most of Britain is, but we'll we'll... We're going to let you have a bit more fun. <laughs> I appreciate before <laughs> before you guys put the put the smackdown on us. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. All right, okay. So anyway, so because of the holiday and also because of some upcoming promotional appearances that I'm going to be doing on behalf of the podcast, we had sort of a limited schedule this week. But we didn't want to either a uh, not run an episode for you guys this week, and we also didn't want to do like a clip show or just sort of repeat another ep- uh, a past episode like I've seen some other shows do. So we wanted to give you some original content today. So what you're getting today is um, all new content. All new content, but if you do want to have a listen to a full episode, you can always go back and listen to some previous episodes. There's no point as re- redoing an episode, as Mike already said, because they're all there beneath this one. So That's right. So you can, you can go back and listen to your heart's content. If you've missed any, this week is a good time to catch up. If you want to have a listen back, we've covered such films. Uh, the first episode, we had Poltergeist and Castaway, and then we've done The Big Lebowski, Point Break, Sneakers, Feel the Dreams, Pulp Fiction, Top Gun, The Monster Squad, oh, and many more. Inception, Wham, and uh, The Last Starfighter. And there's lo- lots more I haven't mentioned. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And there's, you know, there's Sean Connery impressions, and there's serial <laughs> killers, and there's, there's buses running over people, uh, you know, and so all kinds of fun stuff. If you are a newer listener or if you haven't listened to all of the episodes, like I said, this is a great week to go back and catch up and uh, see what you might have missed. Um, and then we'll be back next week with our regularly scheduled episode, uh, which I believe, Phil, what do we have on the books for next week? That will be, he says, look at the list. Yes, we'll be, we're doing Hot Fuzz and Blade Runner and looking at the year 1920. There you go. See, we knew that because Blade Runner was in there, people were going to be excited. So we wanted to let them make them wait a little bit extra, kind of build the anticipation, you know. Yes, definitely. So we should probably make sure our endings are really good for that one. Well, the bounce would be because every single one we've done so far has been amazing. <laughs> That's right. We are we are batting a thousand without a yeah, doubt. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's I not say, easy I to say do that, that in all, all honesty that every single one we've done has been a corker. There you go. There hasn't I been a stinker so far. I so can't I think, argue. I think we're ahead of Hollywood when it comes to you know decent film plots. <laughs> I think you're right. Actually, I like that. I like what you think, Phil. Yeah, Hollywood yeah. should really call us to come to write their movies and their sequels. Yeah, I mean, as long as the you know they're willing to pay our, our exorbitant. Fee that, that that works for me. Yeah, I got I got news for you. I would settle for a, a somewhat less exorbitant fee, even. Well, I'm, <laughs> so, I'm talking about ten pounds, you know. Oh, there like you that. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'd, I'd be up for the same. 
<laughs> all right. So tonight what we're going to do then in this episode is, first of all, we have a very cool interview uh, with an actress named Helena Matson. Hello, Helena. Hello, Helena. I hope you're listening. And then we are going to do a one of our patented mini features, but we've come up with a really fun one that I think we'll be revisiting from time to time on future bonus episodes, and we think you guys will have a lot of fun with. So first up, let's talk about Helena Matson real quick. So, Phil, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about Miss Matson? Okay. Well, Helena was born and raised in Stockholm, Sweden where I will be going in a few weeks' time, because I've got family over there, and it's a lovely place you should visit. And she moved over to London, England, to attend theatre school. And then, 19, she went to Hollywood, and that's, that's where she's been ever since. Uh, you may have well have seen her in lots of TV shows, because she starred in the likes of 66 Park Avenue, Desperate Housewives, uh, the Nikita TV show, American Horror Story, CSI Miami, Cold Case... Home Fargo, Breakout Kings, The Mentalist, and lots, lots more. And she's also been in quite a few movies, Code of Honor, Seven Psychopaths, um, Moomins and the Comet Chase, Iron Man 2, Surrogates, and many, many more. That's right. Now, I first came across her actually in uh, uh, Species The Awakening, which is the fourth Species movie. Uh, and we do talk about uh, the hold Species. Hold on, hold on. Yes. Hold on. I did, they actually made four species movies. They they did, yeah. So God, they passed me by. I remember seeing yeah. the first one. <laughs> the the first one and the second one went to theaters. The third yeah. and fourth one went direct to video, as as so often happens. But I have a kind of a weird soft spot for the species movies, and so and well, in this and in the fourth one, uh, it was two species, uh, whatever you want to call them, aliens. <laughs> yeah, Speci. Uh One was Helena Matson, and one was Sonny Mabry. Now, if you don't recognize the names, take a minute, go on. IMDb or the internet, look them up, and you can see why this film holds a special place in my heart. They're both quite beautiful, and so uh, that, that sort of caught my eye a little bit, as the species films obviously have kind of a, a knack for casting beautiful women in the alien roles. Yes, yes. Uh, but that's where she first caught my attention. Then I saw her in a movie called Surrogates with Bruce Willis, which was one of the last movies he made that even bothered to go to theaters. I quite liked that film as well. I enjoyed Surrogates. Yeah, it wasn't mm. bad. It was okay. Nice concept. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was It was all right. Um, and then, you know, so I've sort of followed her from there. Like you said, she was an Iron Man 2. She was in a movie called uh, Guns, Girls, and Gambling, which was a lot of fun. Uh, I watched her on 666 Park Avenue, which was short-lived. So we, so I had a chance to talk to her, and we talked about a whole bunch of these different projects that she's worked on. And and I got a little silly also. I asked her a couple of questions that are, uh, we'll say, not hard-hitting journalism. So <laughs> That's often the best kind of journalism, though. Yeah, I think so. You know, sometimes you sort of just got to break away from the typical questions that I think they get asked in these press interviews like 700 times, you know. Yeah, so yeah. we do start off talking about her newest film, which is Code of Honor, which stars uh, Steven Seagal and Craig Sheffer. But then we quickly move into other parts of her filmography as well. Okay then, Mike. So let's have a listen to what Helena has to say. Hello. Hi, Helena. Hi. Hi, how are you? Hi. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm excited to talk to you. All right. Well, let's start off talking about Code of Honor. I'm mm -hmm. going to begin with a really boring question, but they're going to get more interesting and less serious as we go. Is that cool? All right. All right. So first off, tell us about your character in the film. Uh, she's a single mom, uh, mm -hmm. and um, she works in a in a club um, where she she's witnessing some bad stuff happening. Um, so, and after that, she goes on the run to to save herself and her son. Now, you're no stranger to kind of the the action genre, obviously. Do you enjoy getting to play roles that let you be more physical sometimes? Absolutely. I um I do a lot of martial arts myself uh just for fun and 
you know, so I love to do action films. Unfortunately, in this one, I didn't get to <laughs> do a lot of fighting, but um, but I, I really enjoy that genre and, and getting to do all the fight scenes and stuff. You you worked on set with some some co-stars like Craig Sheffer, Steven Seagal, who are kind of known for being gruff, manly, you know, men. Did you get to have any good conversations at all while you were filming? Uh, oh, absolutely. Um, you know, it's the tone of the film is, is very serious, but, right. but you know, behind the camera, we definitely laugh and, and, you know, they both shared fun stories and, um, and it was a very, you know, fun atmosphere on set. That's cool. Cause it's, you know, it's hard to tell sometimes on movies like this that are so, you know, grim and gritty. It's like, you know, are the, you know, everyone's so distraught all the time. It's like, are they having a good time when they're filming this? Like, you know, I, I can't tell. Oh yes. Um, oh, absolutely. So you tend to go back and forth a lot in, in, you know, all sorts of genres. I mean, you do action, you've done a lot of, you know, kind of horror and science fiction, but you also do a lot of dramatic stuff like mm-hmm. mistresses or desperate housewives. Do you have a, a preference in what kind of roles you take? Oh uh, no, I, I think I've been I've been lucky to get to explore a lot of different genres, um, and it's really it's really about you know when you read a script and 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 something intrigues you or there's a story that you want to tell or or a project that you want to be a part of for for other reasons or people you want to work with. Um, it's more about that, you know, than uh, which genre it is. So you don't have any, fa- you don't have a favorite genre then? Nothing that particularly you lean towards? No, no, but 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 of course, like after you've done a bunch of drama, you kind of long to do some comedy or something light, and <laughs> right, um, you know. So I I really enjoy doing a mix of of things. You also got to star in a few episodes of American Horror Story, which is kind of a cultural phenomenon at this part at this point. But you were also in mm-hmm. 666 Park Avenue, which is, you know, yeah. so two horror TV shows, that, which there aren't a lot of horror TV shows. Uh, what were those experiences mm-hmm. like for you? Uh, American Horror Story was uh, just so special. Um, it, it was so great to work with all the actors on it. It's such an amazing mm-hmm. cast, and, and Ryan Murphy is is such uh, such a creative person, and and so interesting to watch, and and so inspiring. And and all the actors, uh, you know, Kathy Bates and Lady Gaga. It was it was really really a fun um, and and talented group of people to to work with. So I really enjoy that. <laughs> now. I first came across you in films in back in 2007 in Species: The Awakening, uh, and I, I have oh, to right. admit, I do, <laughs> yeah, I, I do have a soft spot for the Species films actually. So um, I'm kind of a fan of those. Um, oh, you know, great. what was that like? And was, was that sort of a you know that was a pretty major role for you at that point? Did that kind of help springboard your career mm-hmm. a little bit? Um, it did make a difference because it was the first like role that I where I had to like carry a film and also. Mm-hmm. Um, and also speak with a, an American accent. Um, before that, I had I had mainly done you know foreign speaking roles. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was a difference. You know that was a stepping point for you know more more of that um, later on. Was it a was it cool to film on something like that with the science fiction? With I mean I don't know how much of the costume I know. Obviously they had the creatures and stuff. You know I don't know the ins and outs of how that's all made. But was it you know was it sort of a a new experience getting to kind of jump into that sci-fi world like that? Yes, I was totally new to sci-fi at that point, and it was it was so cool to see all the special effects and 
and also all the makeup effects that goes into it. Um, So many prosthetics and and makeups and and things. It's amazing what they can actually create. Uh, So that was really fun to to be part of. So this is kind of a long question, so bear with me for a second. But I know that actors (laughs) often like to uh, kind of create a backstory for their characters. And one of the things I do is I, I co-host a podcast called After the Ending, where what we do is we like to look at what happens to the characters after the movie ends. You know, like what do the characters go on to do or become or things like that. Do you yeah. ever wonder about your characters, you know, not so much what happens before the film, but do you ever get to thinking about, huh, I wonder what happens to my character once this movie ends? <laughs> yeah, that, it's, it's interesting because, you know, after you've played uh, – a role in something, especially if it's been with you for a while, um, it, it stays with you. You know, mm-hmm. you you kind of, um, you know, a part of that character kind of stays with you. Um, right. But 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 it's interesting that you say you you think think about what what happens to them next because um, you know usually we we move on to the next project and you know but but it's always that's that's an interesting thing you know to to think about what actually what actually might have happened after. Yeah, we have a lot of fun with it. We, we always try and, you know, come up with crazy a- endings for people. But <laughs> what types of roles or is there any type of project or, or movie or TV show thing that you haven't done yet that you that you want to do? Or is there anything you want to do more of? Um, you know, I definitely want to do more action. That's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Just, you know, um, but then, you know, I've never... I've never done like a musical or something like that. So that would be right. the first uh, if I got sure. to do one of those. Um, that would be fun. Yeah, that would be very, very different. <laughs> Can you sing and dance? Are you like, is that something you, you are good at? <laughs> I, grew, I grew up dancing and, and, you know, singing is not my strength, but, <laughs> right. but ah, I, okay. I, I really have fun doing it. So Cool. Well, that's fun. So I have some less serious questions to ask you. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. All right. These are not hard-hitting journalism. These are just, you know, kind of fun things I like to throw out there. So mm-hmm. in, in any given day, how often do people mispronounce your name? Um, I, I would say it probably happens a few times a week. <laughs> I would think so. And it's Helena, correct? Not Helena? Yes. Excellent. All right. I'm glad I got that right. Also, so this is what I call my IMDB question. So I like to go onto people's IMDB pages and look at their, um, you know, the list of all the characters they played and find some um, – kind of interesting shall we say character names so you've been credited at various points in your career as playing the beautiful blonde the blonde (laughs) and the blonde lady so which of those parts do you think had the most impact on your career um you know definitely i would say guns girls and gambling um, ah, very good. Because e- even though the character was called the blonde, uh, it was right. still the female lead, and and I yep. got to play opposite uh, Gary Oldman and Dane Cook, mm-hmm. and uh, so that was that was a really fun project, and and again a lot of action and fighting and and lots of that stuff. So I got right. to learn how That's to shoot cool guns, film. which was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like I like that movie actually. That was a lot of fun. I'm impressed too that you knew exactly which one that was. I thought maybe I could trip you up a little bit with all the different blondes, but you, you nailed it. That's impressive. <laughs> all right. And what's, um, so what's a question that you never get asked in an interview like this that you'd like to get asked? Oh my God. Um, I've never thought about that. Um, you know, I don't think there's any particular thing that, you know, you want to be asked. 
no, unless you have an amazing, amazing script and amazing role for me. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, uh, I don't. I wish I did. <laughs> um, then no, no, not really. No, uh, no secret things you're dying to let the world know about that, you know, you secretly collect, you know, ceramic frogs or anything like that. And, that you know, you're just dying uh, to talk about it. You never get a chance to. N- not, not quite. Okay. I can't think of anything. <laughs> I'm a badass right. baker. I love to bake. Oh, that's so. cool. <laughs> I yeah. didn't know that. What do you like to bake the most? Uh, just like Swedish stuff. Like that makes sense. I make a kick-ass chocolate cake and oh wow, you know that kind of stuff. Princess cake. I love to do that on um, on a day off. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, if I ever interview you in person, then I will uh, I will let you bake a chocolate cake for me. How's that sound? <laughs> yeah that's the deal all right all right oh perfect excellent well that's going to wrap me up for now um but i want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us i enjoyed speaking with you all right thank you so much lovely stuff always good to hear from actors who well, working actors who are busy in lots of tv shows and movies yeah and one of these days i'm really hoping to get that chocolate cake from her too oh very good <laughs> fingers crossed fingers crossed <laughs> It could happen. It could. You never know. Stranger things have happened. (laughs) All right. So then let's move on to our exclusive mini feature. I I think we're going to keep this particular mini feature sort of a regular exclusive feature for our bonus episodes. Right, Phil? Yeah, because then people have got something to look forward to. They know it's going to be a bonus episode. They know it's going to be a certain thing and they can they can play along with us. That's right. That's right. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So hopefully it'll be one of those things. And eventually we'll get to see kind of a tally. Uh, and there may even be a little bit of a rivalry built uh, as this as this feature goes on. So uh, why don't we explain? We, we decided to call this one. What are we calling this, Phil? Uh, Brits versus Yanks. No, it's called uh, <laughs> Quizmaster Deathmatch. Yeah, that sounds nice and ominous, doesn't yeah. it? Yes. All right, so what we decided to do was Phil and I both each picked a movie that we love and consider ourselves maybe not experts, but certainly aficionados of. And we challenged the other one to come up with a series of trivia questions that may or may not stump us. And we are going to uh, quiz each other and see how well we each know our selected movies. Now, mm. uh, we, we did get the movies. We gave each other the movies ahead of time, but we did make a kind of scout's honor promise not to do any any studying. This is going to be solely based on our Pre-existing yeah. knowledge of the films, right, Phil? Yes, so we could end up looking like absolute fools. <laughs> That's right, or geniuses. Yes, yes. So, Phil, tell us about uh, tell us about the films then. What did you pick? Well, I chose uh, for the film, because it was 4th of July, I picked Jaws. Excellent, a classic, of which, course. Which uh, was a, a little film by some guy who's got a beard and glasses. Yeah, he pops up on our show pretty regularly, actually. Yeah, yeah. Mr. He's always um, calling in trying to get on it, but we said no <laughs> so far. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Well, you know, I mean, listen, it, it, it would be one thing if our schedules weren't so busy, but, you know, trying to coordinate, it's just not that easy. So, yeah, personally, don't, don't pers- worry, Stephen, you'll get on the show eventually. Yeah, but, you know, he's just sometimes he's so needy. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, Phil. Now he'll never be on our show. We'll finally get in touch with him. And he'll be like, wait a minute. Didn't you guys call me needy on one of your episodes? But at least we'll know he's been listening to the show. That's true. That's right. Well, that's great. We'll be like, oh, we're glad you're a fan, Mr. Spielberg. Sorry we yeah. insulted you and now you won't come on our show. Yeah. <laughs> and you chose? I decided to go with James Cameron's uh, excellent sequel, Aliens, one of my favorite films of all time. And actually, when we talked about uh, a few episodes back, when it was in our top 10 films of 1986. Yes. That was actually our first top 10 uh, films of the year, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. I think so. So there you uh, yeah, go. Yeah, it was so. the very first one we did. That yeah. was, and um, for those who want to find that, if you're looking for a full episode to listen to, that was episode nine. There you go. 
So this is going to be Jaws versus Aliens Quizmaster Deathmatch. Hold and, on, I, uh, I want to see Jaws versus Aliens as a film. <laughs> that's a movie waiting to happen, wow. I think. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, they get you get a face hook that goes on great white sharks. Let me have. Oh yeah. Come swimming around. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Whoa. Unless Sci-Fi Channel made it, then then oh, not I'll so much. Crap, yeah. But um, yeah. so the way we broke it down was we each came up with nine questions uh, worth different points. Was sort of three kind of softballs, easy questions just to get things warmed up. Three medium level questions, we think, <laughs> and three <laughs> difficult questions. The easy questions are worth one point each. The medium questions are worth three points each. The hard questions are worth five points each. And we're going to keep track of each other's scores. And at the end, we'll tally it up, and we will see who is the winner so that one of us can have bragging rights yes. for a little while. And I'm sure that I'm sure that under no circumstances will either of us rub that in the other spaces because <laughs> that doesn't sound like us at all. No, not at all. So, okay, then. So here we go. So the first ever Quizmaster Deathmatch. Bring it on, Phil. I'm ready. So, Mike, I put it to you then. In the film Aliens... What was the name of the spacecraft the Marines traveled on? It was the Nostromo. Nope. No, it was the Sulaco. Ah, yes, it was. I always get them confused. Yes. I I always get them. I can never remember which one goes to which movie. So there you go. Oh, I already already missed the first question, the softball. Oh, terrible. To be fair, though, I was was asking my brother the, the very same question this afternoon, and he said exactly the same as you. All right. Well, there you go. I don't feel too bad. I'm sure it's a mistake a lot of people make. Well, can, even if it's not, I'm going to tell myself that. To yeah, I can, I can. There's lots of people who are fans of Aliens who couldn't have switched off this bonus episode and going, is that it? <laughs> right. Okay. So, therefore, I've Wait got to second. try and get this one now. It's like watching a penalty shootout in, in football and soccer. Soccer for people. Okay, then. So, hit me with it. Okay. So, uh, this is actually a similarly themed question, actually. And if you don't get this one right, I may have to disown you. But okay. what is... Quint's boat called in Jaws? The Orca. Very good. That's one point for Phil. Ooh, totten up. And Edwards takes an early lead. <laughs> okay, then. All right, hit me. Uh, how many colonial marines were sent on the mission? Oh, boy. Okay. This is your easy one, huh? I can't wait to get to your hard one. Yeah, well, actually, you, get, you can sort of work it out. All right, yeah, so let's see. So we had Hicks, Hudson, Vasquez, um, uh, Frost, Apon. Um, what's his name? The big guy whose name I can't remember. Who's Vasquez's partner uh, with the big gun? Okay, so then there was Spunkmeyer and uh, another one. I don't include. I'm not including Bishop Burke or Ripley. Right, right. Bishop Burke and Ripley. Right. Then Gorman. Oh yeah. So nine. I'm going to go with nine. Twelve. Ah, oh, I knew I was forgetting somebody. Uh, do you want other names? Uh, yeah, hit me. It was Corporal Hicks, Private Hudson, Lieutenant Gorman, Private Vasquez, Sergeant Apone, Private Drake, Private Frost. Drake. Corporal Ferro, Private Spunkmeyer, Corporal Dietrich, Private Crow, and Private Wisbowski. Right. Oh, how do I forget Wisbowski? Because Michael Bean is yelling, Where's Bowski? Where's Bowski? Yeah. All right. Well, there you there go. You okay. Go. I knew I was forgetting a couple. So, all right. Okay, all right. That's so. all right. Uh, so far, I'm 0 for 2. I'm not impressing anybody just yet, but we'll see what happens. Okay. So all hit right. me with the next one. All right. So, what is the name of the author who wrote the novel that Jaws is based on? Oh, oh gosh. I can't remember his first name. Surname Benchley. It was Peter Benchley. Yeah, you got it. Oh. Nice job, Phil. No problem. Thank you. All right. Well, it's 2-0 right now, so I got to redeem myself. So let's see what you got for the next one. Okay. Okay, then. Who was going to play Hicks before Michael Bean was brought on board? It was... I know this. We got to discuss your definition of easy and my <laughs> definition of easy, Phil. Oh, um, okay. Was it... Was it... Oh, I know who this is. It's... um. 
Oh, it's one of those weird B movie kind of semi character actors, like not Peter Coyote, but somebody along those lines. Uh, no, wait, it was um, was it? Uh, he was in Dexter. Um, James yeah. Remar. That's James it. Remar. You got it right. Yes. 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 Look at me. Yes. All right. Well done. So there we go, James Remar for a point. Yes. Woo. Okay. All right. You're All off, right. You're, you're, you're off the starting blocks. That, well, uh, listen, I feel I feel better about that. All <laughs> right. So your last one point question is: What were the names of Brody's two sons? Oh gosh, Michael. Yep. Was that you saying yes to that, or you just yes. to your name? You know, that was no. <laughs> <laughs> Michael is one of them, correct? Michael and is it Eric? Eh, incorrect. No. It's Sean. Oh, Michael and Sean. Interestingly, those two characters actually featured in all four movies. Yeah, that's right as well. All right, I'm going to give you a half a point for that, Phil. Half, okay. Because you got half half of the question right. Okay. All right, so moving into our three-point questions. I can't wait to see what you got for yeah, me. <laughs> okay. How many years passed between the events in Alien to the events in Aliens? I believe it was 60. Oh, you're close. How many? You're close, 57. Oh. You're very, I should very be able close. to round up for that. all right okay good you got me okay all right how many mechanical sharks were made for the filming of jaws oh that's a good question i'm gonna say six also incorrect it was three three one Ah. one for the right side one for the left side of course yeah yeah. size model oh you idiot (laughs) that was to me that was to me not to you (laughs) i was like thanks phil yeah (laughs) okay then oh it's funny isn't it when you don't prepare Yes. Well, that's, yeah. The well, I mean, if, we, if we'd studied, this would be a lot easier, but I think oh, it's yeah, more yeah, fun yeah. just to sort of do it based on our knowledge. All right, what's next? This is sort of like a, a two-parter question. Okay. Ne- what was the name of Ripley's daughter, who you see in a special edition, mm-hmm. and who is it in the photo that uh, she is looking at? Uh, let's see. So the name of her daughter was, was it Sarah? Nope. Okay. What was it then? Because I don't know. <laughs> it was Amanda. 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 Right. Okay. And then the person in the frame. Who's an old was... woman. If you haven't seen special edition listeners, it's uh, she's looking, she's told that her daughter's died and she's given a, an image and because she's been in cryo sleep for 57 years, she's, her daughter's an old woman. So it's a picture of an old woman. So who is the old uh, woman? Who's the old woman? Uh, James Cameron's mom. Oh, it's a mom, but it was Sigourney Weaver's mom. Oh man, I am not. I'm not. I'm not winning it today. Uh, right. her, her name is actually Elizabeth Inglis. Okay. Probably. Oh, there you go. Some some interesting trivia I didn't know. Mm. Who recommended Richard Dreyfuss to Steven Spielberg for a role in the film? Oh, oh, I think oh, I know this. It was. It was. No, don't know. It was George Lucas. Oh, I was thinking, yes. He had previously Why worked with him it? on yes. American Graffiti, so he recommended him. To Why Spielberg. didn't I just say? George yeah, you got to take guesses. Guess. There's no yeah. penalty for getting it wrong. It's not like Jeopardy. I know. I know. <laughs> All right. All right. We're going to count that as a miss. Well, what else you got for me? Okay, then. So is this the last one of the middle? Yes, it is. Yes, I believe so. Yep. What is the connection between the Colonial, Colonial Marines weapons and another James Cameron film? Let's see. So they use pulse rifles. I want to say. Was it the fact that uh, Hicks used a sawed-off shotgun, as did Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator 2? Well, I'll give you, I'll give you, uh, it's three points, yeah. Well, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you one point, because, okay. yeah, that's another, that wasn't the one I was thinking of, but yeah, there's okay. a similarity. It was All because, right. I was going for Hudson mentions phased plasma pulse rifles, and in the Terminator, Arnie asked for a phased plasma rifle. Ah, uh, so there you go. go. Very good. I, go. I, I knew something maybe with pulse rifles, but yeah. I wasn't quite sure. So you get one point for that. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. I can use all the help I can get at this point. So, 
what real island stood in for Amity Island in the film? Or where did they film it, basically? Oh, God, that's that's an easy one as well, but I can't. Oh, mine's gone blank. <laughs> it was uh, It was Christmas Island. I don't know. <laughs> Close. It was Martha's Vineyard. Oh, yeah. Settled oh, in picturesque yeah. New England. I just, all the people listening, I just sound like a total idiot because there's the book, you know, Tales from Martha's Vineyard and all that stuff. Right, Jesus. Right. <laughs> oh, how your mind goes blank when you're put on the spot. It is interesting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, well, listen, neither one of us so far is doing all that great. I know, so. I know. But, uh, but at the very least, our listeners should be learning a lot of interesting trivia about these two Oh, films. certainly. That, and that's the point. That's right. Because we have deliberately got these questions wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we actually knew them all. We were just faking yes, it to make it more yes. interesting. Yes, that's it. All right. So now we're moving into the hard questions at five points each, mm. which, uh, as as I can guess from your earlier questions, I'm going to be in a lot of trouble. So let's see what you got. Okay, then. What year does Aliens take place? Sweet Jiminy Cricket. I have no idea. Well, take all. a guess. Uh, 2197. Oh, you were so close. <laughs> yeah, you... Uh, Twenty-one seventy-nine. Oh, I, come on! Seriously, Just the last I, I was, two were the wrong way oh, Unbelievable! Oh, unlucky. We should just call this feature "Near Misses." Yeah, near misses. That's it. <laughs> I can't believe you got the, all the numbers right for just the uh, one order. That's crazy. Right. Unbelievable. All right. Okay. Well, here's your first hard question. Okay. We all know that the mechanical shark was nicknamed Bruce, but who was Bruce named after? Uh, this is a pretty basic one. <laughs> it's kind of one of those lore type of things yeah. where once you hear it, you're going to go, of course, I've heard that story. It was Bruce Bruce Springsteen because no. he was the boss. <laughs> no. It was Steven Spielberg's lawyer. Yes, because Sharks lawyers. Oh. That's right. Sharks and lawyers. Exactly. Uh, the, you know what? It's horrible, isn't it? When you know you know the answer and then when mm-hmm. you give the answer, you, you knew you definitely did know it. <laughs> yep. Oh, okay. oh, well. All right. Next up. Okay. How many times is the F word used in Aliens? <laughs> oh man, I have no effing clue. <laughs> I, I'll give you, I'll give you one point if you can, if you can tell me which character says the most. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say for the one who says the most, it's Hudson. Yes, so you got points. All right, and so then take a guess how many I'll times say, in total? Let me think. I'm trying to think. I think you know. I think I feel like it was used, but I feel like it wasn't excessive. Like it wasn't like Midnight Run or something like that. You know? Oh no, no, no. Where it's every other word. So I'm gonna say 27. Oh, you were very close. It was 25. Oh my gosh! Seriously. <laughs> You're so close on all. Oh, unbelievable. Well, you know what? This has proved I, my my aliens trivia skills aren't so great, but my guessing skills are apparently second to none. Yes, they say. Yeah. All right, here we go. Which famous film production company is named after a line in the film in which Chief Brody comments on a townie's swim cap? Uh, that's a good question. It's a, it is a very interesting yeah, one. Actually, I like that question. Thank you. I can see the scene. I can see. Chief Brody there. Uh, I can't even think of any any <laughs> film production companies now. Of course uh, not. I don't think of Anna Perna. All right. Well, is that your final answer? Yeah, it's going to have to be. Oh, it's not. Okay. The answer is Bad Hat Harry Productions, which is Brian Singer's production oh, company. Yeah, Brian Singer, yeah. the director, of course, of the X-Men movies and Superman Returns. So it's a line where yeah. uh, Chief Brody says, that's a bad hat, Harry, to one of the townies who is harassing him about something. Yeah. And he's wearing a funny looking swim cap. So. Oh, excellent. That was a very good question. I like that one. Thank you. Mm. All right. What do we got? I think this is our final question, right? Last, Yes, last one. All right. Last chance to get some points. Okay. So you might well get some points on this. But how many characters does the alien queen kill? The alien queen. 
I'm going to say zero. That's correct. Whoa, look at me. So that's five points for that All one. All right. Nice. That was like a trick question, though. I like that. Yes, yes. All right. All right, so for your final question then, where does Steven Spielberg cameo in the film? Ah, oh, good God. All I can see is when the cameo when he's in the Blues Brothers and he's eating a hot dog. Right. In the Blues Brothers. That's the only image that's popped into my head. So you said Steven Spielberg cameo. Oh, my God. This is, it's a little bit of a trick question. That's the only hint I'm going to give you. Okay. He does cameo, but not in the traditional way. Is it just a voice cameo? It is. Is it one of the, uh, the news reporters? No. That's no. Carl. That's actually Peter Benchley cameoed as a news reporter. Is oh, is it the? Uh, it's the, the guy when he's no, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's the. Uh, it's the guy on the telephone. I can't think. I can't think what it is. It's not on the telephone either. Actually, no. So it is the voice on Quint's Marine Radio that calls out to the ship. Yes, that is Spielberg. That's another good question. Well, thank you. Oh. <laughs> all right so well i, I had a good start and i, I think it, right i think it's safe to say that neither of us did all that well on this maybe next time we need to make our questions a little easier yeah well no, i um, think i think it was good though we had uh i think we both tested each other that's true all right so let's tally up the points phil uh what do we got here all right i'm gonna say by virtue of knowing i got that last question right i may yes. i may ha- i may have to declare myself the winner but i have you at two and a half points i got eight points for you Eight points, so eight to two and a half. So in this yeah. first edition of Quizmaster Deathmatch, the Yanks pulled it out. Yes. Victory did is mine. With that last question. <laughs> yeah, I got lucky on that one. That yeah. one, oh, I, I, it would have been very close otherwise, but. I know. Well, it would have been, you could have run away with it, though, if you just got your numbers in the right order. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> my, if my guessing skills were just, you know, 2% better, more on point, I, I, would, have, I would, have been, would have been a washout. I, I don't know, but it was, no, they were very good questions. I enjoyed that. Yeah, a lot of fun to learn some cool trivia about, about the films. Yeah, well, I know the, uh, the F word thing as well. You said Hudson, you got that right. He actually said it 18 times. Oh, so there you go. Yeah, out of 25, <laughs> 18 words. That makes sense. Yeah. That sounds about right. But no, that was lots of fun. And I'm sure there's people out there who got every single question right. Uh, Probably. If you did, well, go do your own bloody podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, well done if you did. Uh, Let us know what scores you got. Yeah, let us know your scores. Maybe we'll maybe we'll share some scores on our next bonus episode. That'll be kind of yeah. We can have a we we can get a running tally going for other people as well. Get a league going. Right. Yeah, that's right. You can have a little a little league exactly, a little Mm. trivia league. See who because it won't be hard to beat us apparently. Yeah. We'll be the guys. uh, You know. At the rear. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> All right, so well, there you go. So that's the first edition of uh, Quizmaster Deathmatch, and hopefully that'll be a feature we're going to bring back in future bonus episodes. Yep, yep. Um, but for now, I think that's pretty much going to wrap us up. I think we'll keep the uh, the wrap-up short. Like I said, next week we'll be back with Blade Runner and Hot Fuzz. Can't tell you when it's the next bonus episode's going to be because it's a bonus, and who knows when it's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. A little, little suspense, you know, a little mystery. Keeps things fresh and exciting. Yes, but keep checking the social media channels and we'll update you there. Alrighty, well that's going to wrap up this bonus episode. Next week we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming. Until that time, as always, we thank you for listening. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And we'll see you next week. After the ending. And we're going to pause so I can bring up IMDB because I completely forgot to do that. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) This is good podcasting right here. Man typing on computer. Helena Matson. That's how you win the awards, you know. So, Phil, why don't you, uh, why don't you, I always want to say fill the listeners in, but I feel like that's funny because I'm saying your name twice, so. <laughs> yep. Funny enough, I'm going to Stockholm in a few weeks. Are you? Yeah, see my uncle oh, again. That's cool. Oh, nice. Awesome. Get me a t-shirt. No, okay. Just, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, I do love t-shirts, but, you know, <laughs> don't.
uh, don't spend your money. I'd rather you save that money for when you come over to New York Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, true, true. So, uh, you can buy me a t-shirt there. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs>